For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prog Watch. Music that tells a story. With your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick. AKA. Frog Squatch. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hello and welcome back to Prague Watch, my friends. I hope I find you well. As for me, I've had a lot of things going on in my personal life and I won't bore you with all of the details. But one thing was a bad tooth for which I had to have a root canal a few days ago. So my mouth still hurts a little, and now my other end also hurts due to the rather hefty bill I'll be paying off over the next 12 months. But enough of that. As always, this show goes on, and this week's show features a new duo who both have deep roots in the prog rock and prog metal scene. My guests this week are Mark Zonder and Gary Wehrkamp who have formed a new project called Zonder Camp. Mark is perhaps best known as the drummer for Warlord, Spirits of Fire, and Fate's Warning. Gary Camp is probably best known as a member of Shadow Gallery, but has also worked with Aryan Lucasen, James Labrie, Doug Rausch, and also contributed to the first Roswell 6 album. Both have also done extensive session work, Anyway, I chatted with the guys recently about their new collaboration, Zonder Camp, and their debut album called If It's Real, and we'll hear a bit of that chat later. As far as the musical agenda goes, I'm going to be playing some stuff to show where the guys have been, and I'm going to be playing some of the new stuff. So we'll hear music by Fate's Warning, Shadow Gallery, Roswell 6, and the new Zonder Camp album. Buckle your mind, because it's about to get... Blown. Let's start things off with some Fate's Warning featuring Mark Zonder and Shadow Gallery featuring Gary Wehrkamp. First, we'll hear part of The Machine from the 1989 Fate's Warning album, Perfect Symmetry. 
I'll follow that immediately with Cliffhanger from Shadow Gallery's 1995 release, Carved in Stone.
Again, that was Mark Zonder and Fate's Warning with Part of the Machine from their album Perfect Symmetry, and Gary Weirkamp and Shadow Gallery with Cliffhanger from their album Carved in Stone. Now let's hear one from the new Zonder Weirkamp album. This is the title track, If It's Real.
Again, that was If It's Real by Zonder Weirkamp, the title track from the brand new album. Now let's check out some of my chat with Mark Zonder and Gary Weirkamp. Okay, first let me say uh, that it's a pleasure and an honor to have you both on the program. Thank you. Good to be here. All right, uh, I thought maybe we'd just start with uh, each one of you take turns and you know introduce yourself and give a little brief history of uh, where you've been and how you got where you are right now. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, this is Mark Zonder. Uh, I'm the Zonder Workout Project. Uh, I played the drums, and uh, as like Gary, we've been doing this quite a long time. You know, I guess the bands that you'd associate me with were. Uh, Warlord, Fate's Warning, played with Graham Bonnet. Uh, actually, one of the best things that I ever did was played with the people from the band Animotion, which was the new wave, You're My Obsession. Talk about an education in electronics and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just a lot of different bands. Just recently did a couple songs on the Arch Matheos record, had the uh, ill-fated Spirits of Fire record come out um, with uh, Ripper Owens, Chris Caffrey, and... Uh, Steve DiGiorgio, um, as like Gary, do a lot of session work. You know, I have the, the studio here in my house where I do a lot of drum tracking. Um, I think the best way is if any of you guys have ever seen these modern drummer articles and they show like these very, very high profile drummers and they had these pages of all 170,000 records that they uh, did, you know, the album covers. You know, I have the same thing, but my 170, no one's ever heard it before. So. <laughs> Um, it's all it's all good. Um, you know, I have an ongoing battle with Phil Ahart from Kansas, who's the most underrated. Um, but like I just told him recently, I think I've become non-existent. So I think I topped him. But no, um, it's good. Just do a lot of recording, a lot of playing. Uh, love playing with Gary. We've had, you know, a 20 year uh, relationship as far as writing songs. We've written everything from high-end prog metal to pop to country to well i don't know about country but um you know a little jazz in between and so you know we work extremely well together and um we finally decided to push on and actually get it done you know we've been looking at these kind of things for seriously 15 20 years and we just um you know we're very happy that we got to the point we've got the record done we got it out we're extremely proud of it i can just speak for myself that i think it's probably one of the better things that I've ever done in the respect of it's um, just so clean and so tight and so in the pocket, so mature. There's nothing overindulgent. Um, and I love the songs and I love every, you know, all the stuff that Gary did as well. All right. So, so Gary, that's me. Yeah. That's Mark. How about you, Gary? You want to give us a little rundown here? Oh, sorry. I, I nodded off there. When <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark was talking. Yeah. Some would say you not enough during the recording of the record, too, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. So uh, I'm Gary Gary Workham. Good to be here, Tony. Um, basically, uh, I'm Mark's biggest fan, and uh, that kind of is what led us to what we're doing. But before um, I gave Mark the opportunity of a lifetime to play with me, I was doing a lot of stuff with uh, Shadow Gallery, Emron's Plate, Roswell Six, uh, going back to the Explorers Club, worked with James Labrie, writing on some of the this stuff. Uh, Enzo actually played with Mark in Warlord. We did a tour, uh, I guess, four or five years ago. And, um, you know, yeah, we started writing songs quite a while ago, and we finally the different stages to get where we're at. We're, we're happy we have a product to share with people. All right. Um, so, you know, 
you guys have a long history. So what, you know, how, how did you finally get it together? I mean, what, what was the impetus? I think a lot of what it really came down to is, and I think Gary went through it one time. We have like 80 songs, ideas, you know, not, not, I'm not just riffs, but I mean songs. I mean, like we could pump out a couple double albums right now with just going back through demos. What our big stumbling point the whole time was with singers, because what we wanted to do is we wanted to bring in a singer to get a third kind of point of view on the music, you know, get a, a different perspective. We thought it would make it better. We thought we'd take it to an, a new level. Uh, spent a lot of time working with big name singers, little name singers. Um, I mean, we were game for anything. You know, we let people just, you know, take the track and work on it. And we just kept striking out. We just kept running into roadblocks. We had everything from the guy who turned in the first song that was basically godlike, and the second song wasn't, <laughs> and the third song wasn't. So we were stuck there. We've had, you know, guys with huge catalogs, reputations, and everything. Ah, oh, I love the stuff. You know, it's great. Hey, man, can you can you just send me a mix? You know, maybe take the percussion out because it's kind of throwing me a little. You know, just give me this kind of mix. I can really write to this. I can go. It's good. So. Great. Gary gets to go back in and do a little bit more work for free and set that <laughs> track. And then I start looking, you know, a month later in the obituaries because I think the guy died because he disappeared. So we just went round and round on the singer thing. And then we just came down to that thing. I think I, Gary, remind me, but I think I just said, said to you one time, dude, why don't you just sing? Yeah, you did. And, you know, it, it, early on, like, like Mark said, we, was never the plan. We had we know a lot of different great talented singers, and uh, so Mark and I were just turning out music and trying to leave it, you know, without lyrics or melodies, so that the uh, the third party could be invested creatively and compositionally. And um, you know, we, we, there's a couple of really great songs in there, but uh, it was just that the follow through was a little tough with some people, and everybody's busy, and people would go away on tours and do other records. Next thing you know, you Mark would tour, or I would tour, we come back, and it's like it, we're pretty much starting over. But uh, one of our, our last people we were going to work with um, was uh, I started thinking, okay, well, I'll do, I'll just actually sing some demos because they're having a hard time, you know, writing or coming up with content. And uh, so I just I sang the demos and kind of just waited around for them to do it. And after about two years, I kind of liked the way it was sounding. And Mark said, you know what, let's let's, let's not wait around the rest of the record. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm just uh, we'll just let's get it done. You know, it's it's another interesting thing with with Gary and I. We work unbelievably quick and unbelievably efficient. I remember this was years ago when I lived in San Diego, and Gary came out. They were doing uh, Shadow Gary. I'm not sure which album, but they were recording the drums in my studio. I think it was just an excuse for Gary to get out of Pennsylvania and come to San Diego. But anyways, so they're, oh, recording, the drums, they're, they're recording the drums in my studio. They get done. Gary has like three hours, I think, before he has to get on a plane or whatever. And we literally just sat in my my garage studio and like pounded out seven songs. You know, wow. I mean, it was it, it was it was kind of frightening, and it, and it was all good. It wasn't like, hey, you know, wow, let's just play. It, it's just very interesting how things just really roll between the two of us. There's definitely some, something that works really well, and you know, I've had a few of those over the years. Different guys that work well. I've had guys that kind of work well but then you always run into a block at certain point and, and i don't mean uh, a creative block i mean a, a difference of opinions kind of thing and but no it's it's amazing and the thing that i think that i take a lot of pride on this record is neither one of us really controlled the other it was just kind of like you do your thing i'll do my thing we'll all meet in the middle and if we have any discussion points i'm sure we'll work it out they're fine you know hey if this is too long this is too short 
you know, hey, can you try this? Can you try that? And so and it's an, an, an unbelievably um, satisfying creative outlet. Yeah, that's yeah, it's true. It's um, I think our two things are is we're never uh, short on creativity. We're coming up with fresh, different sounding ideas. And, and like you said, um, it's kind of like we had an unwritten rule. It's like, yeah. Whatever you think, you know, we're, we're it's a very compromising situation, and uh, it's it's very refreshing and fun to be in a very very compromising uh, band where you know whatever idea you have, cool, let's let's make it work. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to continue on with my established pattern for this episode and play some stuff from Mark Zonders and Gary Werkamp's past projects, and then something from the new Zonder Werkamp album. First, we'll hear "We Only Say Goodbye" from Fate's Warnings' 1991 album Parallels. Then we go immediately into Digital Ghosts, the title track from Shadow Gallery's 2009 release.
Again, that was Mark Zonder and Fate's Warning with We Only Say Goodbye and Gary Warecamp and Shadow Gallery with Digital Ghosts. Now let's check out another new one from their Zonder Warecamp collaboration. This is Two Years.
two years by Zonder Weirkamp from their brand new album called If It's Real. Now let's listen to a little more of my chat with Mark and Gary. So if uh, you two are the, pro- I mean, you, you wrote all the music together, basically, you're saying. So uh, yeah. uh, what kind of situation, I okay, Mark, you would be on the drums. What would you be doing, Gary? Would you be on the bass? Would you be playing keyboards? I mean, you did a, you did a lot of different instruments on the album, right? No, I think he'd be selling t-shirts. <laughs> uh, that's the one thing he hasn't done. I'm the yeah, no, I did whatever else was needed. Yeah, you know, whatever anything else you hear, I guess. But I mean, as far as whenever you were uh, coming up with ideas, what's your your main vehicle? What do you do? You, do you like to write on a guitar, or a bass, or or keyboards, or what? Well, th- this time around, I mean, we, we made a decision um, uh, more recently to make make this a more uh, dark, um, a slower, uh, emotional album rather than kind of what we're known for with a heavier. Uh, prog metal you know mm-hmm. uh, so so to that end i kind of put my guitar down and said i'm going to try to write stuff on keyboards first which will then dictate the sound but you know it's like even if i did start with a guitar i wasn't sitting there turning on the distortion and just a lot of the same overplayed chugga chugga riffs it was more i would just choose one note and i'd spend more time on working out a reverb or del- Way echoes that made the guitar sound different. So basically, I was actually playing the guitar like a keyboard part, and um, you know that creates atmosphere, mm-hmm. which was what we were going for. So yeah, I guess uh, from that point, we just you know, yeah. Mark we might generate he might generate an idea, send it out to me, and uh, I'll throw a couple things down, send it back to him, and then he'll you know modify his part and send it back to me, and then I'll just uh, you know add from there. And uh, it, w- it wasn't too much back and forth really. It was uh, and like I said. It was very quick. I mean, a lot of these things. It was for me. It was. It was. It was always. The, it was a testament to the fact that I wanted to not spend a lot of time thinking about it or overthinking it. I wanted it to be very genuine. And so most of the time, it was like my first take. Um, first thing I thought of is what ended up uh, on the record. And um, a lot of times, Mark might say, "Hey, you know, you want to send that back to me?" And I'd be like, "Oh, damn, I forgot." And I'd have to leave for a gig or New York, and I'd be like, "I got ten minutes," and I'd lay down bass track. I wouldn't even hear it back. I would just record it, send it out to him, and by the time it was all said and done, it was just like, you know what, that works, let's not, uh, let's not mess with it. Cool, yeah, I, I've done a little bit of recording on, you know, amateur here, you know, um, but yeah, I know that you can sometimes polish something where you just keep going over it and going over it, and you, you, you ring all the life out of it by the time you're done, it just, you know, there's there has to come a point sometimes where you just say, I'm cutting this loose, you know. Well, understand. I'm I'm definitely that kind of guy who does go over it and over it. That's yeah. typically what I do for most of the projects. I I will work on it till I love every single note. But it was a good learning experience to realize that maybe I don't always have to do that. Is it that you love every note or you hate it? By the time you, <laughs> I've, I've felt like you no, know I, sometimes where I'm like I'm like I'm tired of this song, you know, or or you know it's hard to like keep your attention sometimes if you keep going over it, going over it. I I worked with a guy one time, a brilliant guitar player, very talented guy. But uh, he didn't have a, a lot of attention. He just he was cranking out a song like every day, and he'd have about a three day attention span on any one thing, you know. I think what we were doing in that that yeah. what really worked for us, um, the polishing I think came into a lot of on the production side of things. Um, you know, Gary obviously when you listen to that, especially if you listen to that with headphones, the mix that Gary did and the things that are going on. I mean, that is definitely taken to the nth degree, not in a bad way and not overdone, not over compressed, not over uh, quantized, not over, you know, not that. But you just hear so much that's going on. I used to spend hours sitting here because a lot of that electronic and acoustic stuff, 
um, you know, I sent I would send Gary stereo tracks because what I wanted to do, I didn't want to send him my you know twelve part percussion track and say, hey dude, make a stereo mix out of it. I knew exactly where I wanted my my things to happen. I knew where I wanted the shaker to delay. I knew where I wanted this and that and the other. So we both spent time. I mean, he obviously a lot more because he did a mix. I was just doing drums, but just really kind of producing a polishing you sometimes gets a bad rap but we were we were i mean we're just being creative okay i want the shaker to kind of pan from left to right just don't stick it over in the left side and a lot of that takes time and then a lot of it mm -hmm. takes time where you have these great ideas and you go wow when i listen back into the full mix it sounds like it sounds horrible because it's clashing with this 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 and this so there was a lot of time as much as gary you know he's telling you that you know he recorded parts quickly he spent a lot of time and effort, at, you know, mixing things and getting it just right for the final product. So there was definitely, this just wasn't like a wing it out the door kind of thing. And he spent hours and hours uh, laboring over the mix. And, and I really think it shows. And again, it's one of those things where I think it's probably without a doubt, you know, the best drum sound, um, the way he mixed and everything, and just the way it sits in the record and the, the electronics to the acoustic. And I mean, he did, a, did an amazing job. Yeah, it sounds great, no oh, doubt. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a lot of space, so it was both very, very easy to mix it and also very detailed and, and time-consuming, like Mark said. Mm -hmm. but, but it, it was um, because, you know, I've been in, we, the goal was to have everybody play all the time, and there'd be strings and choirs and piano and, and layers of guitar and tons of backup vocals all happening all at the same time. And uh, with this disc, it was, the approach was, we, we can have all that instrumentation. I mean, the track count is definitely, you know, sometimes in the hundreds, but it's, everybody's taking turns and leaving space for each other to, to kind of come through. So there's many times you're only hearing three things at once, but then it may change completely for the, the pre-chorus or the bridge, you know. So, but it's nice when you have that kind of space, um, you get to appreciate each instrument more, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch -ch ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's do one more from Fate's Warning, featuring Mark Zonder now and one from the Roswell 6 album, which featured Gary Weirkamp. First up will be Monument from Fate's Warning's 1994 album Inside Out, which I will immediately follow with The Call of the Sea by Roswell 6 from their 2009 album Terra Incognita Beyond the Horizon.
Again, what we just heard was Monument by Fate's Warning from the album Inside Out and The Call of the Sea by Roswell Six featuring Gary Werkamp from the album Terra Incognita Beyond the Horizon, which, by the way, featured a host of great prog rock artists, including Eric Norlander, James Labrie, Michael Sadler, John Payne, Lana Lane, David Ragsdale, and Martin Orford. Right now, let's finish up with my chat with Mark Zonder and Gary Weirkamp, and then hear one more from the great new Zonder Weirkamp album. But anyway, um, Seth, your your PR guy, I guess, he uh, he said you guys refer to your music as darkness in a brand new light. Is that true? And if so, can you kind of explain what you mean there and, and talk a little bit about the lyrical content, I guess? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's when we're really trying to emulate anybody or any style you know um i think mean, mark brings so much creativity to it and you know like i said between us we're, i think our, our strong suit is the creativity more so than uh, anything else but you know we, we did make a decision to kind of go down that like i said more emotional landscape kind of uh feel and song right so you know to me it sounds it doesn't sound like anybody else which i like but it, you know, i think it's still a bit you know it's, it's certainly accessible so I don't know. That just, just seemed like a catchy phrase, <laughs> uh, "darkness in the light." But uh, lyrically, you know, you definitely are getting that vibe, and you know, and I think it matches the music well. It's a good marriage between the the music and the lyrics, and uh, it's it's definitely a journey down some of uh, life's darker themes. You know? Mark, you have anything to add there? Well, Gary wrote the lyrics, so again, kind of going back to our philosophy, um, you know, that was his his thing, and. Uh, I love the melody lines. Uh, I love some of the tongue-in-cheek stuff going on. Uh, I love the song, uh, you know, the lyrics and stuff for uh, Where the Children Going, dealing with a very uh, common topic that a lot of people are dealing with, with their kids and electronics and screens and all that kind of stuff. But no, um, like I said, it, it's not my forte. So keeping with, you know, our, our rules here, I'm not going to step into it. And we're not the type of band where, like, hey, man, I... I got to write a couple songs here and uh, here's some of my lyrics because, you know, I need to get the publishing, you know, we're not doing that. So as far as it goes, I, you know, like I said, I listen to the disc all the time, which is kind of rare because I don't usually listen to a lot of stuff I do. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I, I find myself drawn to putting it on, you know, even though I've heard it a, a billion times, it's, uh, it's still, still fresh for me. That's good. That's good. Do you, uh, I guess there's probably no, uh, plans for any like live performances or anything? Well, it's well, funny. We don't plans, but we, it could happen. Okay. Um. So, was there anything else? <laughs> there's yeah. There's answer. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a quick one. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add? Um. Just that we <clears throat> we are in the works. Uh, I'm mean, obviously we're working this record, and since we're doing it ourselves, uh, you know. One would say we maybe we bought a bit off a little bit more than we can chew, but we're definitely planning a second record. Definitely already kind of uh, tossing uh, ideas back and forth. Uh, you know, as soon as I get up the phone with you, I'm just going to go behind me and start recording some more ideas. I just, you know, every day I try to just pop something out and get it to Gary just so he has a backlog of drum stuff that, like he says, you know, he just puts it on and if it inspires him. Um, great. If he thinks, oh my God, Zonder's sucking in his old age. Well, that's great too. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, just, just, it's all about, it, it sounds funny, but okay. 
nobody here is 22 years old, okay? And to me, anyway, it's just all about the creativity. I get, I get off on the creativity. It's, yes, we'd all like to play in Rush. Yeah, we'd all like to play, you know, with Zeppelin. Okay, that's great. But that aside, just being creative and really stretching things and being able to listen back to what you do and just being impressed and being happy with it and going, wow, I really like that. If I heard that from somebody else, I, I, I'd be listening to that. And that's kind of really what it's at these days. You know, yeah, we all do our session work and, you know, you have to pay your bills. Uh, I get it. But this right here is a true, true thing of, uh, you know, just loving, loving doing it and loving being creative and looking forward to and getting excited about getting a track back from Gary so I can add to it and change it and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm very excited about it, waiting for disc two and just keep rolling on. Labor of love. Gary? Yeah, I, I, I well said. I mean, I just ditto to everything Mark said. You know, we're, we're enjoying the process and enjoying the results. And, uh, you know, it's good to do something a little different than we've both done. And uh, this represents, you know, where we're at right now with stuff. And uh, I like that it's not so guitar-driven. Um, I mean, I'm, I guess, primarily a guitar player. But uh, it's, it's good to, to put that down and, and see where things go first without the guitar and then add it more as an afterthought. I mean, there's plenty of guitar all over the record all the time. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's so easy to grab the distorted guitar and start double tracking you know, the typical riffs. Uh, but we had already done so much to that uh, guitar based and a little heavier, sometimes double bass stuff, and you know, we had so much of that that it was like a. I think we had, we, like Mark said, we can put out a record right now with with uh, a lot of material we already have. But I, I think we're gonna stay in this vein maybe make it a little more up-tempo for the next one and uh looking forward to getting started with that so i hope you enjoyed listening to my interview with mark zonder and gary weirkamp i know the audio was a little rough in places strangely my connection to mark who was at least two thousand miles from me in california was better than my connection to gary who was probably less than 200 miles away in my own home state but i think you were able to follow the gist of the conversation at all times Thanks to Mark and Gary for chatting with me, and I wish them luck with their new project. Thanks also to Seth, their publicity guy, for helping set things up. So before I sign off, let's hear one more from the new Zonder Weirkamp album. This is The Next Big Thing.
Once again, that was The Next Big Thing by Mark Zonder and Gary Wehrkamp from their new collaborative album called If It's Real, Just Released. So until next time, please remember progwatch.com, that's P-R-O-G-W-A-T-C-H, all one word, dot com, where you can listen to any show I've ever done, search all shows by artist name, subscribe to the show as a podcast, find my social media links and email if you want to follow or get in touch, and maybe even support the show if it has value to you. Please also remember to support the artists who make the great music I play each week. Be well. And prog on, my brothers and sisters. Annoyed, but remember if you kill them, then you'll be unemployed. Oh.
frog watch you will. <laughs> Powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply, other restrictions may apply. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com.